Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. Hello and welcome back to the Long Run Show with myself, Michael O'Connor, and Austin Wilson. Happy to be here. We're going to be talking about electric vehicles today. I, uh, I think there's a lot of buzz around this. This is going to be a great topic. The last decade has definitely been a one of innovation for the entire electric vehicle space. And the question is, is that innovation here to stay? Is it really impacting? Um, is Tesla, which is close to $1,000 per share right now, after a split, <laughs> after a split earlier this year, um, is that really the, the leader? Uh, will Tesla be overtaken? I don't know. All, all the things we're going to talk about. Infrastructure, there's a lot here. Um, so we're going to sink our teeth into it. And as always with the long run show, having that long term perspective and we'll, we'll kind of give some thoughts on maybe some portfolio ideas and, and what uh, what we might be thinking moving forward here and what we might be doing with our, our own portfolios. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in the EV sphere. I mean, it's something that has been very talked about and very much, I'd say, on the minds of investors for a while now. I'd say about a decade Definitely. at least. Definitely. So. Definitely, definitely. Well, first things first, um, I would like to just kind of hear your take, Mike, on where you think we, like I said at, at the beginning there, we've seen over the last decade, a lot of innovation. I mean, even in the early 2000s, we heard a lot of hype, not a lot of necessarily things being built or products rolling off the, the line, as it were. But in the last decade, especially the last couple of years with the rise of Tesla, um, we've seen a lot of uh, Tesla wannabes. <laughs> um, I'm thinking yeah. like Rivian, which I think is associated with Ford. Um, so even the the big the big automakers uh, are looking to pivot to this electric vehicle space. My question to you to get things kicked off here is electric vehicles. Okay, we've had gas vehicles for ever since the vehicle <laughs> became a thing. So. This... I think you're forgetting about horse and buggy. Also. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, obviously <laughs> after horse and buggy, but this shift to electric as a power source, I'm I'm interested in and in asking about the shift itself. Do you think it is feasible hmm. for the the U.S. retail consumer to really shift their mindset around what owning a car is? You know, it's not plugging it in and taking it in for an oil or it's excuse me i misspoke <laughs> it's not going to the gas station and taking it in for an oil change it's plugging it into your wall when you drive home at night you well think? it's it's i've heard it's very nice to not have oil from people who i know <laughs> yeah there's almost no fluids which is so such a wild thing and that's a i thought that's a great question though because there is a level of a mindset change like you said i Definitely. think that has occurred in a large number of people, but has not yet occurred in the majority of people. I mean, the majority of car sales in the United States are still by far gasoline, internal combustion engine powered vehicles. But at the same time, it's, I, I've been surprised at how fast electric vehicles have become so ubiquitous. I mean, it, it's not, it's not necessarily rare or surprising to see an electric powered vehicle in any given parking lot anymore. Yeah. And that, I think that that is a testament to uh the the pace of things i mean even just five years ago or so 
you saw a Tesla on the road, you'd be like, whoa, look at that. That's a Tesla. It's one of those like crazy, yeah. those crazy cars that they want to drive themselves and everything. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah, they, they have autopilot. They can go park themselves and then come pick you up when you're done shopping or whatever. It's like kind of normalized now, which is, that is pretty true. wild to think about. And I mean, looking at like Tesla's recent numbers with Hertz buying, ordering uh, 200,000 new <laughs> new Teslas for their their fleet of rental cars. It's that I think is a very interesting, um, a very interesting move that shows that the larger players in kind of the ancillary auto zone area, the not not necessarily the makers, but the the other users and the other kind of companies that are associated with vehicles are kind of accepting the change. I mean, that's huge to have a, a major car rental company order two hundred thousand vehicles. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that's I. I I'll, I can double check that at some point, but I believe they ordered 200,000 vehicles, which is a very significant number of cars. Yeah, that is a that is a very large amount of Teslas. But it does speak to it does speak to I mean, Hertz is a rental car, so a rental car company. Right. So it does speak to the, I guess, almost consumer demand for it. If people are looking to rent Teslas or if it's a draw for Hertz to be able to rent people Teslas then that does speak to a bit of a shift in, in mindset. And it's interesting because things like things like autonomous driving or um, like AI technology and, and IDAR, uh, some of that stuff, that seems like it has better applications on the industrial side. But the electric vehicle doesn't really have as good of applications from what I've seen for things like trucking. That's it's a very that's a very difficult problem to solve just from an engineering standpoint. So it's interesting to see the retail side kind of leading the charge, like you said there. Um, I I being from from Michigan, a, a tried and true Michigander, it's a little bit difficult for me to imagine electric vehicles taking over just because the gas vehicle is so ingrained into Michigan and the mm. ethos and you know the automotive world and and, and all of that, but. I will say from a business perspective, the automotive industry was very ripe for disruption. I mean, goodness, you, you yeah. look at, at what happened in 2008 and the fact that they, they had to get bailed out and, and all of this, all of this craziness. And they're very ripe for, for disruption. What's been interesting to me to see is the, um, the, the kind of divergence between Tesla coming in and then Ford and, and, uh, um, GMC and and the 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 uh, legacy automakers that's the word I was looking for legacy automakers not responding very quickly and also not really being able to implement what Tesla is doing which still boggles my mind a little bit I can't believe that that Tesla is uh, is able to just churn out amazing amazing delivery rates and crazy numbers just quarter by quarter it's it, it, they seem to be just blowing people's minds which Makes sense yeah. that their stock is trading at outrageous numbers when you look <laughs> yeah. at the fundamentals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but not to not to harp on on the um, consumer side too much. I think there's also a story there of the infrastructure too. Um, so I I want to let you speak to that because I, I, we we had talked once. I remember a conversation where you said, "Oh yeah, at some point we'll have roads that charge your car while you drive." And this was like maybe two years ago in Denver. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the conversation, but I didn't believe you. I thought you were out <laughs> of your mind. But we were riding in, in a friend's Tesla 
And we had that conversation and I was like, Mike is, Mike is crazy. But <laughs> then on LinkedIn about, I would say three months ago, I saw a story about Michigan of all states coming out with a magnetic highway to charge <laughs> electric vehicles while they drive. So Mike, I guess you must have some, uh, <laughs> some crystal ball you're looking into over there, but sometimes it's cloudy sometimes it's clear you know <laughs> well, I, I wish you more clear days than cloudy days. <laughs> thank you um no it, i i think the infrastructure discussion is something that is not as talked about and is Definitely. crucial to understand both the future of evs but also tesla real quick i do want to correct myself i said about two hundred thousand. it it sounds like it's a hundred thousand looking at the actual pr so that was about double off <laughs> so that's when the cloudy uh, the crystal ball is a little cloudy there ah, but it said okay. <laughs> it said apparently is where it says hertz says that they would acquire at least a hundred thousand teslas wow so whatever that means if it is at least a hundred thousand could also be two hundred thousand who knows maybe they'll announce on a hundred thousand more next year but looks like a hundred thousand teslas which is still that's a lot of cars um but getting back to the getting back to what we were talking about the infrastructure question is huge because Imagine, imagine you're driving your Tesla 10 years ago, you're at the forefront. It's not that easy to find charging stations, especially, True. especially supercharging stations. Nowadays, it's not that hard. Like the, the, the behind the scenes work that Tesla has done to create a network of pretty much their own new age gas stations has been really impressive to watch because that allows the consumer to have an experience that is you know pretty darn seamless i mean the 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 gps will naturally when you when you select a location it naturally routes you to all the necessary superchargers <laughs> yeah. on the way yeah. and it calculates the the trip time into the charging so like you're not actually it calculates the charging time into the trip rather <laughs> um so it's 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 very the the user experience is i mean i think bar none the best in the automotive world and i think that's been one of the hallmarks of tesla is like it's just a really phenomenal car and and that's something that partly and this is something that was i think i read an article about a year ago actually that the one of the chief auto designers like overall not even just like the physical but like like the total design of a of a, of a new or old car uh from audi um owned by volkswagen uh essentially had a meeting or something where they got to kind of collaborate with Tesla on something. And they were like, I'm pretty sure it was not, it wasn't industrial espionage or anything like that, but he essentially was able to figure out that Tesla's the way Tesla designs and builds their cars, like the individual parts and just the whole design of the car from the ground up is based around the computer system um, that the car uses. So everything is integrated very efficient, uh, very unique in the automotive industry system that uh, the the Audi executive was literally, he said, they're at least a decade ahead of us and anyone wow. else in the industry. Wow. So, which is mind boggling to think a full decade of design, but it makes sense when you think about it. If you, if you buy any, pretty much any other new car on the lot, let's say, especially an internal combustion engine, it's going to have a, a central computer unit and then it's going to have a bunch of an enormous number of semiconductors in the doors for the windows, everything. And everything is very spread out mm -hmm. and very it's it's very much a 
a grid system that could be like extremely, extremely optimized. And that's what Tesla did is they designed the car around their computer systems and made sure that everything, at least from what I've heard and from what I understand, that everything is extremely integrated, um, like to the point that no one else is even close. And maybe that's changed in the past year, but it certainly doesn't seem like it. Um, and you know, talking about like the infrastructure, it's 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 amazing to see the physical infrastructure of superchargers and then the the actual infrastructure of the car itself and the way that it kind of masks all of the inner workings to the driver where they don't have to worry about as much as possible. You don't have to worry about anything that wouldn't need to be worried about. You never need to change the oil. You never have um, any fluids except for windshield wiper fluid. Um, I mean, you have the brake pads and the tires, but other than that, like there's, there's not really anything to, to worry about in terms of maintenance. And eventually yeah. you got to get a new battery and that's expensive, but I mean, they routinely last a very, very long time, hundred to 200,000 miles. So it, the, even the, the impressive, I think one of the most impressive things for me to the, to the point of Tesla and the infrastructure that they built is that they're not just building an EV that looks cool and is fun to drive in the short term. It's, they're quality cars for the long term, which I think in the past, especially with American automakers, it seemed like you had to choose between a cool car that was cool in the short term and then depreciated very heavily, broke down, had all sorts of stuff, or you could get a like a Toyota or a Honda, and you know, not to say they're not cool, but it, it's, <laughs> it's a different, it's a it's a different outlook, and I, I honestly think Tesla hit it with both, which is crazy i apologize if you're driving driving in a uh, camry right now and might, <laughs> might just insulted you i apologize <laughs> no i i think you're right it is it is amazing and the, the fact that they're 10 years ahead of anyone else i mean that that does speak to does speak to um the the innovation that's there and the, the i guess that's reflected in their amazing stock price um and and not to make this a total tesla um, yeah, we've been, it's been very Tesla. <laughs> yeah, not to make this a total Tesla episode or a sales pitch, but Mike is looking at buying a Tesla. That's so true. I mean, you know of a good deal, <laughs> definitely reach out. Um, hit him up on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> but but actually, though, um, to, to back up a little bit, why do you think that Tesla has become... That, that's what people think of when they think electric vehicles. I mean, look at us. We just talked for almost 10 minutes about Tesla exclusively and and we're talking about electric vehicles more broadly and ford has a has one chrysler has one toyota has one you know they, there are a lot of electric vehicles a lot of hybrids out there but we're not really talking about those when we talk yeah. about electric vehicles do you think that can be a a blind spot especially now looking at from an investment perspective where tesla is now um i i i think it's I don't think by any means it's a bubble. I'm not bearish on Tesla in the long, long run, but, but it does seem like they are, they are the only one when it comes to thinking about electric vehicles and talking about electric vehicles. Maybe that's because they're doing it so darn well. Um, but it seems to me there should be some more conversation about, well, who supports Tesla? Like, like what is the, what are the second tier suppliers, if any, and now you're talking about the, the way they make them. And I haven't, I haven't That's researched this enough, but the, the way they make them, I mean, it sounds very different from Ford and, and, uh, and 
GMC and um, Toyota and all, all those large um, car companies, they have third, fourth, and sometimes fifth tier suppliers. Yeah. Um, and uh, that provides a lot of jobs around here, but, <laughs> but those suppliers, does Tesla have the same network? Are they, are they building all in house? Is it really that custom made? Um, that would be something interesting to, to learn because there, as a, as the industry shifts, as the automotive and just transportation industry shifts, um, there is going to be a shift in the, support for that industry right so it looks a certain way right now and business is done a certain way right now but that's going to shift undoubtedly um and so i think the i think it's worth exploring again this is based on your your risk tolerance your own personal preferences as far as your your investing uh around this trend but i think it's worth exploring different companies who are not just producing the cars but also who are producing the superchargers, obviously semiconductors is a huge part of all of this. Um, but something like mining, that's going to be huge for electric yeah. vehicles. I mean, the amount of material that we have to mine, it's, it's a bit of a joke when it comes to ESG because <laughs> the amount of the amount of earth that needs to be moved in order to build an electric vehicle yeah. is far more damaging than the amount of oil that has to be mined to, to keep regular gas vehicles going um it's it's quite mind-boggling when you look at numbers um, <laughs> mind-boggling so <laughs> be prepared if you do but but that's a perfect example there mining companies are are going to shift from a lot of silver production to other like other uh, metals like copper those are and iron ore those are going to be important um, and different minerals are going to be important for production of EV. So that's something else to keep in mind too. And I, I don't just want to make the discussion just Tesla because I think that's a, a common, it's almost a trope, but not, mm. it's not it's kind of a meme. Yeah, it is kind of, yeah, it's perfect. There's a lot of memes around Elon, <laughs> um, but it, it's almost a meme for good reason. And it's not un, totally unfounded, but you can, from a, you can get caught up in that and, and you don't want to yeah. get caught up in a, a meme stock, especially when the bubble pops. On the yeah, that's, I think that's a great point because while you we were talking about that, I was like, you know, I want to know what company manufactures the robots that manufacture the Teslas. Right. Because if they're, they're this efficient right now, I got a feeling maybe Ford and GM and all of them folk are going to be buying some robots from this company. <laughs> maybe they already are. They, they very well may already, but I was like, yeah, what, what robotics company makes the, the big arm boys and, uh, and all that fun stuff. Um, to get back to that in a second, but one of the first points you brought up um, was regarding, you know, is talking about just Tesla. And we were talking just about Tesla. It's like, you know, what are the, what are all the other companies doing? Why is it? Why is the the commentary in general in the market so dominated by Tesla? I I think at least for me, looking at what they've done, it seems like an Apple situation with the iPhone. It seems like you know, there's plenty of phone companies out there, and there were plenty that were very prominent right before the iPhone came out. Um, Blackberry. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 the, the ecosystem and the usability of the iPhone, I think, were the most impressive things when it came out. It mm. was extremely usable. It was extremely <clears throat> uh, advanced, cutting edge for the day. And I think that it's a similar situation with Tesla, where if you drive a Tesla, you, you know 
not only do you like not only is it a good the fun thing to drive and it's convenient you know you're in a tesla mm. if you see a tesla you know it's a tesla if you're driving a tesla you know it's a tesla some of the you know when you're using any apple product there are cues and design elements that make it so you're very aware that this is an apple product i think it's the same way with tesla you know no matter which model you're driving you know very well that you're driving a tesla and i think that contributes to the experience because if you drive a, a chevy volt or a ford ev or a mini cooper se with hybrid or any most of the other electric or hybrid or even fuel cell cars you're not necessarily driving a brand and an experience you know i think maybe one of the good examples that could challenge that would be the new ford lightning the uh, the new electric f-150 that might be a true ford experience but other than that yeah. i don't see very much else on the market that well, i don't see many other brands on the market that differentiate themselves in that way that apple has done with technology products yeah. and i think that tesla has done just a shockingly good job of that of you know exactly when you're driving a tesla that's true um yeah well i mean the only thing that i that came to mind when when you were saying hybrids was the prius <laughs> yeah 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 the illustrious prius i mean that used to be a thing i remember when when people would be like oh you drive a prius that's <laughs> Well, that's kind of wimpy, but, but okay, that's cool. <laughs> you know? So I think it really, um, it's, it's one of those things where I think you, you're probably right. I think that um, there is a first mover advantage that Tesla's captured and it'd be very difficult for, for other companies to catch up. Uh, obviously there's companies trying, there's money to be made by catching up. Um, but there is a significant first mover advantage um, from a, from a, a price standpoint what is your take on on tesla stock right now i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up while you're oh that's talking. fair uh that's fair because i think talking about the stock price also illuminates because i know you, we mentioned earlier uh rivian and there are a bunch of other similar kind of tesla rivals they're, they're trying to trying to rival tesla honestly rivian those trucks look really cool um so there's a lot of a lot of um a lot of innovation going on outside of Tesla that are catching a lot more headlines in the last couple of years. But in terms of Tesla stock itself, I mean, gosh, it's up what 37% in just the past month, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a, it's on a run. It's, it's not as much as a shib shib. Anyway, uh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, this is not the Austin, crypto. I know this is not the crypto one and leave it to Austin to be the big shib Inu fan. I don't have any, he has a bunch apparently. I do. Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty cheap to get a bunch. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, you know, it, it is not up 70% in a week like shit, but 37, 37% crossing the, the, it's just a mental thing, but the, the thousand dollar price barrier, um, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big move for Tesla. And Do you think it's ever going to go below it? I honestly, I, I would find it very difficult if it, if it came back below and if it settled below a thousand, um, in the long run. And I mean like over, <laughs> over the next decade. Sure. Um, but again, maybe I'm caught up in, in being too bearish and I'm not seeing the rest of the horizon. Maybe there's some, something else out there. Um, another competitor, but I just, I think that's part of the first mover advantage. You see it with Apple. And now, and the thing is you could argue that they are 
are building more of a platform and less of a car. Uh, because hmm. you think about all the updates that are coming through the the uh, the car system, the com main computer system there, that's, that's going to be more of a platform experience, which is very, very unlike anything that is currently on the market for cars. That's a great point. Right? And that has staying power. If you build a walled garden, it, not just for advertising, I don't just mean for advertising, but if you build a walled garden of technology around your product, I mean, you have a lot of staying power and you're the first mover, that, that combination is deadly. So I, I would say, I, I think, it, yes, in the, short, in the short run, I hope it goes back below because I'd like to buy some. <laughs> but but, but I, I would say at 1,000, I, I think it's going to stay above that support level. But I'm no technical analysis and I focus on the long run anyway. So, <laughs> so that, that, that's my take. What, what, are, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, that kind of, it's more of a, a mental thing, but the $1,000 price line yeah that's a good i i like the way you described it that the it is kind of just a mental thing that you know 999 is only a dollar less than a thousand but there is right. a very human element to a you know an, an even price like that um yeah i i think i think you're right i mean i, I don't i don't see it like you said settling below a thousand anytime really in the next decade i would say unless something cataclysmic if, if elon musk suddenly just drops dead of a heart attack or something you know which, something which could happen he works a lot yeah so. i was just gonna say that, so Elon, that take care probably, of your uh, take care of yourself that is probably a risk that that should be talked about more actually is the fact that a lot of the, a lot of that is is riding on elon and and his just his his direction right yeah and so uh, it's somewhat like steve jobs at apple but Apple was still a company and Steve Jobs wasn't there yeah. for a while. And then he came back. Right. So yeah. it would be interesting to see what they would, what they would have to change about Tesla if, if Elon Musk wasn't there. And now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, this is, this is an outside perspective and maybe I don't see the, all the hard work being put in by 20 people around Elon. But um, that, that is probably one of those weird um, idiosyncratic risks for that stock and company in particular that, probably want to be aware of um that and and again just because it is still pushing so hard um and they're they're still on a, a growth trajectory uh, that could be pretty damaging so yeah not to get morbid <laughs> i don't yeah, wish yeah. that upon anyone <laughs> yeah obviously but yeah yeah that, that's an interesting one because i think it's easy as an investor or a trader to to forget about just like human life events that can happen that can actually right. have very profound effects on on stocks or the markets or, I mean, yeah, I think that's a, an interesting that is not talked about very much. So yeah. But like you said, I don't, I don't see other than some sort of, some sort of very unique and pointed externality, some sort of external event occurring. I don't, I don't see it happening. I mean, we've seen really incredible growth in terms of deliveries, revenue. Um, it, it's just, it's an it's already an incredible story it's already an incredible success story yeah so and like you said i i, I think that's a great point of bringing up that the car is a platform i mean who, what other car could you buy the, the the kind of the base model and then later on you're like oh you know i've i've, I've kind of saved up a good amount of money let me buy the full self-driving and then just download it and then i'm all set you know, yeah within a day like right that's crazy yeah that's it, <laughs> 
it, it is there is a, there is a weird element that where they've synthesized car and platform together um and it's because of the computer element and that's <laughs> i mean computers are infiltrating everything right that's that's a that's a beautiful example of the internet of things yeah uh, which i philosophically am not a huge fan of honestly but but from a from a innovation standpoint very impressive um but yeah it, it is interesting i think the autonomous um side uh the self-driving side i i've driven the the well i've been driven by a tesla <laughs> before so i've been chauffeured by a tesla <laughs> I, I was chauffeured by mr uh mr tesla tesla um anyways i think the self-driving aspect of it is going to be a very interesting and tricky transition um like full autonomous driving i think is still it's pretty far off because just because of the way our country is set up with the road systems um the fact that you have to account for humans and wherever there's humans there's always error so you basically need yeah. you basically need a completely controlled autonomous environment which is Part of the, the electric vehicle pushes this like, oh, uh, we're going to have fully automated networks of vehicles driving you around and you won't own your vehicle. You'll just hop in a robo taxi. And and I, I see more of an application in trucking, maybe where you have a fleet mm. and there's one human driver and the other robo drivers are following the human driver in a fleet. That makes more sense than this fully autonomous vehicle that, that can't account for that human element on the road which is the most dangerous element, but also that that is the main element still, right? Yeah. You, you don't have a fully automated grid system of traffic flow and, and no humans driving anything that, that just doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, so that part of the electric vehicle um, growth and I guess the electric vehicle promise, I'm pretty bearish on still. Mm. Um, and, and I'm, I haven't been convinced yet that that will actually be implemented in conjunction with humans still on the road. I think, I think Interesting. it would, I think it would take their, I, I think it would take a pure autonomous system. Um, but things like us, like a, like a charging highway where it's, it's magnetic. I think that's fully doable. Um, I, I, don't know that it's worth it from a cost standpoint for government spending, hmm. but I think it is, it could be done. Um, the, the, you would have to really look at the, the cost benefit trade-off there. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some interesting promises that come along with electric vehicles. Some of which I think are really interesting. Like the, the, the um, it, it's not fully autonomous, but the self-driving portion of tesla that's really interesting like i said i've been driven by it before it's really cool um yeah. but you're still there and you have to nudge the wheel every so often because it has to account for uh, the other humans on the road right um, mm, and we've yeah. we've already seen there's also a human element just to the idea of it and i'm expressing that right now and we've already seen regulators expressing that where teslas that were fully autonomous were involved in crashes and it's horrible bad press for tesla and whether it's technically founded or not, um, that that is just the case. Like humans don't, we ha we have a we have a level of rebelliousness in us, and we don't always <laughs> want to follow the rules. So if, if something is forcing us to follow the rules, aka an a, a autonomous vehicle, 
that could be problematic to just just our nature as humans. So that's why in the in the long run, I'm pretty bearish on the. the yeah, I mean, if a aspect. Buick gets into a wreck, it never makes the headlines. So it's, right, yeah, that's the thing. It never makes the headlines, and and it's it's not. Yeah, it's not a it's not a problem. It it is a problem, but it's not a it's not a national news story because it doesn't really. We don't think of it that way. It's like, oh well, the the person, the person chose to do that, or they made a poor choice leading up to that, which led to the crash. That's due to their own individual choices, but outsourcing that choice to be safe or not to something else, even if it is technically safer, hmm. there's a weird, there's a there's a there's a disconnect there. I think it rubs people humans. the wrong way. I think, yeah, I think especially in the United States. Well, yeah, individual agency is is, is very, Paramount. very tied in. So, yeah. indeed. Hmm. Well, this is uh, this has been interesting. Obviously, you, you've heard <laughs> it here first. We talked about Tesla a lot. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to <laughs> I do want to shout out to. Yeah, there are definitely definitely some interesting stuff going on. Uh, Fisker, Lucid, Rivian. Um, yeah, you there's, know, this... there's a lot of um, a lot of different things to look at for your portfolio. I, 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 I personally have gone towards some mining stocks for gold. Um, but this conversation is reminding me that I've, I've looked into miners who are doing copper. Mm. Um, that's going to be huge. And, and also silver and any other um, precious metals or minerals that are that are used for the, the, the innards as it were, <laughs> of electric vehicles, which is going to be very important. And again, yeah. I'm not an engineer, so I'm, I'm not going to overspeak, but I know <laughs> copper and, and silver are going to be important there. Get some so, lithium and graphite too. Oh, that was it. Lithium was the other one. Yes. So those are going to be important. And it would be, it would be behoove you to, to look into um, some mining stocks around those. And then obviously semiconductors are going to be in everything. But we know there's a story there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's been a whole, a whole wild ride. So it's, it's interesting that the, I think there's still a lot of opportunity. Like, like, I mean, just, just hearing, hearing you talk about the options, it, it strikes me that, you know, it's not the only option to buy Tesla or to buy mm-hmm. Rivian or anything like that. It's this, there's a lot of the auto industry is a very spread out by necessity, just because you have so right. many inputs um, and so many things going on that if you think if you're listening to this and you think, well, that's too late. Tesla's already over a thousand. Like, wish I'd bought it a hundred. Yeah, I wish I'd bought it a hundred too. Don't we all? But but there the opportunities are still there. There's still ways to um, capitalize on innovation and growth in the market. Yes, yes, indeed. So I would look to Cellular and Cellular players. Um, those those are going to be a good um, a good look at it. Obviously. You can look at Tesla too. I, I'm I'm pretty bullish on it long term, but I wouldn't look at it as a. For me, at this point, I'm not looking at it as a um, a, a 10x your money at this point. Like you're not you're yeah. not going to get in there and 10x your money, um, but you are going to get in there and, and own part of a company that that is definitely going to have some staying power. Um, and so, not to say it's going to be stable anytime soon, because there's <laughs> a lot of volatility involved with that stock in particular. But I, I do think it will have some some staying power and and is in the long run a, a good um, a good one to look at and consider depending on on your situation your portfolio. Here's the thing too, like I know you mentioned earlier that I I am looking at buying the actual vehicle, 
and I I would consider buying a physical Tesla an investment opportunity as well. Not 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 a not necessarily an investment that you're looking to get a specific return on, but a way to decrease overall costs as much as possible. Because Teslas have really ludicrously low depreciation. You save a lot of money on gas. And now I just sound like a Tesla salesman again. We're not sponsored by Tesla. We're not sponsored by Tesla. This is not investment advice, all that fun stuff. But it is really compelling to see the the people who have driven them for two, 300,000 miles and are just swapping out a battery every 150,000 miles or so. And yeah, you don't have to buy gas. You, you, the repairs are apparently much cheaper than normal. I'd have to dig more into the numbers, but that all of that combined with very low depreciation i don't know it it seems at least in in my eyes it's more than just a purchase and and more of a purchase slash investment towards reducing costs as much as possible and having a, a you know a valuable asset to be able to to turn liquid if necessary in the future it's not a bad thought not a bad take i don't quite buy Mike's sales pitch, but <laughs> okay. but that's why we have two of us and not one. Exactly, we we, we do need the uh, the opposing the opposing viewpoints here, or not opposing, but complementary viewpoints. There you go. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us uh, on this episode of the Long Run Show. We really appreciate it. If you liked this episode, you should definitely go down to the bottom of wherever you are on the screen <laughs> and. Give us a uh, give us a like. Give us a five star review there. Drop some comments yes. in um, if you are able to on the whichever platform you're watching on or listening on. Excuse me. Oh yeah. And we will come back to you uh, with the next episode. And yeah. shoot us very, shoot us LinkedIn soon. messages if you have uh, topics that you want to hear. Yeah, we're we're those type that it's easier to connect with us on LinkedIn. I know that's ridiculous, but. <laughs> That that's the platform, guys. So that's the long run show. We're not uh, we're not Twitter hounds we're, or uh, no. Instagram guys. We're, we're not for the soundbite. We're here for the long post with the poll at the bottom. Okay, <laughs> exactly. so give me that poll at the bottom. I want to see you <laughs> you trying to connect with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, I think we've uh, just about done it for today. We'll uh, looking forward to next time. Appreciate it, guys. On November 11th, join us for Benzinga's 7th Annual FinTech Awards. It's going to be a day full of networking, deal-making, and recognition of incredible achievements that you won't want to miss.